Hello, I'm Rick Lancaster. Thank you for tuning in. Grab your Bible as we study through God's Word together. It's my hope that as we go through these messages, that we will all grow in our understanding of God's Word. As we grow in our understanding, we'll also be better equipped to glorify God, bless others, and grow faith ours and others. If you have any questions about anything in this teaching, send me a message. I would love to connect with you. With that said, let's get into the Word and see what the Spirit would say to us today. Welcome to the Future Today Prophecy Meeting. Excited to be here. Excited to be back again. Two weeks ago, um, Pastor Randy shared his annual prophecy update. Did a wonderful job, as always. And amen. And in his message, he uh, shared something that Elon Musk said. And the moment he said it, I knew that's what I was going to talk about today. So uh, I wrote it down. And and I have a lot of respect for what what Elon Musk has accomplished. I mean, he has done a lot. And some of the things he's done are just cool. And um, you know, and he and he's starting to gain in in. Uh, you know, there was a, it wasn't that long ago, you know, you, if you would have said Elon Musk, you would have said, who? And yet now he's one of, the, one of the most famous, and obviously having billions of dollars probably helps with that too. Uh, but he's very influential in our culture now, especially since he purchased a Twitter. He said, in effect, it would be okay if he ended up in hell. And his justification for that seems to be, in his own words, because that is where most people would end up. And so since most people are going there, then it would be okay for him to go there also. Now, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't study Elon Musk. So, okay, I know about him a little bit, but I don't know everything about him. That is a very, very ignorant thing to say and dangerous thing to say. It's ignorant because if he knew what he was talking about, he would never say that. And it's dangerous because of the influence he has on our culture. So it's a very dangerous thing. Now, he's absolutely right when he says that most people are going to end up in hell. The Bible says that very clearly. We can look around our culture. We can look around this world and say, yep, that's true. (coughs) But it will never be okay. It'll never be okay if anyone goes there. It should never be okay. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 16. Now, it's not certain that Mr. Musk actually believes in hell or not, that believes it's real or not. I would guess not would be my guess. Um, you know, there are some people who believe that heaven and hell are real, but, you know, they don't believe enough to actually, you know, get them out of one into the other. Regardless, he doesn't understand what hell is. Because if he understood what hell is, you cannot be okay with hell, with somebody going to hell, if you understand what hell is. Hell is a real place, a terribly real place. And in Luke 16, Jesus gives us a glimpse into this hideous place. In Luke 16, 
starting in verse 19, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. <coughs> Excuse me. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Verse 22, so it was the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, one of the fascinating things to me is that only one of these two men is named. And, you know, there's a whole probably a message in that alone. These two men are living radically different life. One is living in luxury, living in, in prosperity. The other one is absolute abject poverty, begging for crumbs. It's so bad. Lazarus dies, ends up in Abraham's bosom, which speaks of, of comfort and peace and, and rest. The rich man goes to a different place. Verse 23. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Hades or hell is not where all the cool people go. It's not where, you know, everybody's, you know, partying for all of eternity in some sort of, you know, on, you know, never-ending rave. It is a place of torments. It is a place of affliction. Affliction is described as the state of great suffering and distress due to adversity. The rich man was not having a good time. He was not having fun. He was not partying with all of his wicked friends. Verse 24. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Even just a moment of relief is what he's asking for. If I could just get a moment of relief, just, just the tip of his finger in water to cool my tongue. Hell is a place of suffering. Not just suffering, suffering in fire, but not the kind of fire that we're accustomed to. It's a fire that burns but does not consume. I am tormented. Another way of translating that is I am in agony. Constant, never-ending agony. Now, all of us have experienced some sort of pain in life. Imagine if it was constant, so bad, that even a moment's relief would be something you would crave. And unfortunately, there is nothing that anyone could do. Verse 25, but Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime... You received your good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. The rich man had received all the good that he was ever going to receive. As he is there in Hades, there was no more good available to him. Endless torment, endless agony. That's all he could ever I was, I was going to say look forward to, but that, you know, all that he could imagine, all that would be possible for him for the rest 
of eternity. And death, for him, there was only torment. There was only suffering. There was only agony. Now, the rich man seems to accept what Abraham says is true. Because the next thing he says is this. Let me read verse 26. I I missed that in the last one. Besides all this, between us us and you, there is this great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Even though this big, this gulf between that place of torment and Abraham's bosom, between that place of rest and comfort and peace and this place of torment, there is this, this gulf between the two of them that cannot be, that cannot be crossed, that you cannot get from one side to the other. And, and the sense is ever, that, that once you're on one side, that's where you are and that's where your eternity is. Verse 27. Then he, the rich man, said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him, him that would be Lazarus, to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. So the rich man, you know, he, for, the, for a moment there at least, he looks beyond himself and his own suffering and he doesn't want his brothers to experience the same torment that he's experiencing. And the sense is because he knows that's exactly where they're headed. Because they were living the same lives that he was. And so they were going to end up in the exact same place. And it's not okay with the rich man if his brothers end up where he is. He's trying to save them from that. Trying to prevent them from experiencing that. He doesn't want his brothers to end up in hell. Verse 29. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be, pers- be persuaded through w- though one rise from the dead. It would be a mistake for us to presume that the rich man was in hell because he was rich. Now, the Bible does say that it's very difficult for a rich man to get into heaven. It's, it's easier. I was going to hold up a needle here and forgot to get the prop. <laughs> easier for a rich man or for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. And, and, and we are intended to take that literally. It's not some figurative thing that it's, it's harder. You know, it's impossible is what Jesus said. It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So God can even save Elon Musk, right? Sure. Do we acknowledge that that's true? Yes, we do. <clears throat> Say yes. yes. Yes, pastor. We believe that. Yes, pastor. But he ended up in hell because he didn't believe God. He had the prophets. He had God's word. He had God saying, this is how I want you to live. And he was choosing to reject God, reject God's word. And because he was doing that, that's why he ended up in hell. It's all about faith. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about hell. Hell is a real place. The Bible says has a lot to say about it. And <clears throat> this is not going to be an extensive teaching on all the different words and everything that we use. But it does say that it's a terrible place. In Revelation 20, verse 10, and then also 15, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire in brimstone. Lake of fire is also uh, another name for hell where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented, hear this, day and night forever and ever. Day 
and night forever. That there is never a break. There, there's not a Sabbath in hell. There's not a day of rest. There's no, there's no, you know, nighttime where it all gets easier. They are at torment day and night forever. The lake of fire is a real and terrible place where all who go there will suffer terribly for all of eternity. That's not God's will for anyone. God has a different desire, including for Elon Musk. In 2 Peter 3, 9, it says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And this phrase here, to perish, is, is in context means that he doesn't, he doesn't want people to go to hell. Not God's desire that people go to hell. Now, here's the thing that is, I think it's, it's hard for us to kind of reconcile sometimes. It is right if someone ends up in hell. God never makes a mistake. And so if someone ends up in hell, that's where they're supposed to be. Now, it should never be okay with us. Never should it be okay that someone ends up there. If someone refuses to believe God and repent of their sins, refuses to accept Christ as their Savior, rejecting God's amazing grace and the opportunity to be forgiven for all of their sins, the opportunity to have the promise of eternal life in heaven, despising what Christ did on the cross, the only thing left is judgment. And unfortunately, judgment ultimately carries the cost of eternal separation from God in hell. In torment, in suffering forever. Now as believers, we have no fear of that. Hell is not something we concern ourselves about. We don't, we don't worry about it. We're not going to see it. We're not going to know it. We're not going to experience it because we have received the, the, the forgiveness of our sins, all of them. And therefore, we have the promise, the guaranteed promise, guaranteed by the Holy Spirit being in us, guaranteed that we, that we are going to go to heaven. We're going to bypass that judgment that, that we deserve because Jesus took our judgment. What we do, what what should we do when we hear something like what Elon Musk said? Well, we need to pray. We need to pray for Elon Musk. We need to pray for the lost. We 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 need to never be okay with someone who is who is walking in rebellion and disobedience to God and say, Oh well, they're gonna end up in hell. Well, oh well, that's okay. That should never be our heart. That's not God's heart. Now, God hates what they're doing. He hates the fact that they're not with him or, or not walking with him. They, he hates their sin and, and what it's costing them, not him, but it's costing them. He hates all of that, but he'll always love them. Even as he, he passes the final judgment upon them and, and gives them what they asked for their entire life. That's hard. As believers... We have that promise that when our life on this 
earth ends. That we're going to be carried to heaven to be with him forever. We're going to be in his presence. And in his presence, the fullness of joy and peace and all of the goodness that, that maybe, at just like this, the, the Lazarus in this account, that you didn't experience in this life, all of that comes to you in the next in multiplied a million times over. Pray for Elon Musk. Pray for the lost. Never be okay with the thought of somebody going to hell. That's not God's heart. Now, I have no illusion that Elon Musk is ever going to see this and somehow get converted and get saved. Now, now, it would be cool if it happened, right? But we need to know. We need to let him know. Elon, we're praying for you. And not just you, but all the other lost as well. Amen? Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. It's one of my core beliefs that the Bible or Word of God has the power to transform our lives. It's my hope that these messages will help you to do just that and to glorify God and bless others and grow faith. If there's anything that we can do to help you with that, don't hesitate to connect with me. You'll find ways to do that in the show notes. In the show notes, you'll also find links to my sermon notes and other resources to help you in your study of God's Word. Sometimes we do need help to grow in our faith. If there's anything that I can do, don't hesitate to connect with me. I love talking to God's people about God and His Word. So send me your questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. This message was shared at Calvary Chapel French Valley in Murrieta, California. If you'd like more information about the church, go to calvaryfv.com. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, stay in the Word and have a radical week with Jesus. Jesus.